Hello, everyone, and welcome to And Let's Be Heard for Wednesday, July 20th, 2022. I'm Mike Kachapoli. How's everyone doing? How is everyone doing? Well, I don't usually talk about AOC too much because she's, I think, a big nothing ball, and I really don't care much about her. But we saw what just happened, and we can start talking about climate change now. You know, climate change is coming. I just saw a movie tonight, which was really good. I I highly recommend Marcel the Shell with shoes on. And I saw that tonight. But before the feature, Marcel the Shell with shoes on, try saying that 10 times fast. Um, There was a trailer for the new, I guess, was Avatar film. And we all know Avatar, the original Avatar was a a woke global warming alarmist film. And now it's coming around again, just just at the right time. How how curious, coming out just the right time for the new global warming alarmism. Now, I was one person, I, I've talked about this before, I was pro-choice, I was uh, all for climate change, you know, the idea of climate change and global warming. I believed it was real. And um, now I don't. And the simple reason is because of what happened during the last two and a half years of COVID, of the alarmism, of the fear and hysteria, of so-called experts saying something's going to happen and it doesn't. Then six months later saying something's going to happen, this is going to be a super spreader event where 1,000 people will die and they don't. This will be a super spreader event where 5,000 people will get COVID and they don't. And they're never called on the carpet for being absolutely wrong. And so this is the same thing we have seen with climate change. And when you look into the actual facts of COVID, when you look into the actual numbers and the actual evidence around masking, around social distancing, around lockdowns, you know it's all total horse bullshit, horseshit. Um, On the surface, it sounds great, right? Don't get together in groups, wear a mask. On the surface, if you don't think, if you have no brain, if you don't want to use your brain and you just want to use your fear instinct, it sounds great. Sure, stay away from people, shut everything down, wear a mask forever. Sounds wonderful as far as stopping a virus, but of course it doesn't because we have facts and evidence that shows it doesn't. And yet three years later, after all these things have been tried 17,000 fucking times all over the world, there's still a COVID. So we can look at the same thing with global warming. And we do have the tape. We do have the the receipts, as the left likes to say, Um, as uh, Nina Turner, not Tina Turner, Nina Turner likes to say. Nina Turner says, what's love got to do with it? Tina Turner likes to say, Tina Turner says, what's love got to do with it? Nina Turner likes to say we have the receipts. And we do have the receipts. We have people in 1990 saying by the year 2000, the world will be gone. People in 2000 saying by 2010, the world will be gone. And people in 2010 saying by 2020, for sure. We may have said it twice, three times, four times before, but by 2020, that the world will be gone. And here we are, the world is not gone. It's fucked up in many ways, but it's certainly not gone. So we've seen the same kind of thing with the quote unquote experts cry wolf, let's say, cry wolf. And so when that happens, when there are little um, true or honest moments, no one's going to believe them on anything, which is, the, which is what they deserve. They've done it to themselves. We haven't done it to them. They've done it to themselves. So, yes, I believe most of the climate change stuff is alarmism. And just like with COVID is an excuse for Democrats, for liberals to flex their authoritarian muscles and take away freedoms and tell people what to do because they like doing that because they get off on it. I don't know if it's a, a mental getting off, a sexual getting off, a combination of both. I don't understand it. Totally, I'm not a shrink, so I couldn't tell you, even though all these people certainly need shrinks. But they get off on the power. Regardless, you know, it's really not my job to come up with their reasoning. They just obviously get off on the power. So we're seeing things like now where, you know, Biden's going to, you know, do executive orders, the same kind of exhorting COVID, where telling people what to do, don't what, don't put on your AC, you have to have your AC shut off after eight, all this bullshit. Restaurants can't use air conditioning. You got to use fans. Got to use swamp. You know, it's going to be the same crap. And of course, it will do nothing. It will do nothing. And by the way, if if the if the world had been destroyed and climate change is real, it's too late anyway. You might as well just enjoy the rest of your time. It's too fucking late anyway. So, but of course, this is all about control, total control. And of course, 
Biden acting as a dictator, which, of course, is what the left said Trump did. But Trump never did any of this stuff. Trump never did executive orders on COVID telling us not to. We had to lock down. We had to wear masks. We had to get vaccines to go to see shows. Trump never did any of that stuff. Trump never said we couldn't use air conditioning after five. We couldn't water after six. He never did any of this stuff by executive action, dictatorial action that Biden has actually done. So the actual fascist dictator is Biden. Okay, shove your Trump's dictator up your ass. Biden is the actual dictator. Use your fucking brain. Open your fucking eyes. Okay. anyway. So we now see this climate change stuff coming back and we see the greatest performance artist of all time, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, AOC, with her performance art of getting arrested, where she didn't really get arrested, where she had some phantom handcuffs. What kind of a sick individual would put her hands behind her back when there's no handcuffs? I mean, are you even like trying to like hide the fact at all that you're full of shit or you're not hot? And then, and then do you see where she like waved to fans and put her hand behind her back again? And there were no handcuffs there, these phantom handcuffs. But when I say phantom handcuffs, she is a phantom person. AOC is a total political fabrication. She's 100% fabrication. That's what she is. And people wondering why I say AOC, the girl with shoes on. Well, I just seen Marcel, the shell with shoes on. And if you remember AOC showing her shoes, her supposedly campaigning shoes, where her shoes were all fucked up and messed up because she had walked around her Queens district so much. There's so much about AOC that is fake. She's a total fake fabrication. That's what she is. She's a total political fabrication, just like her handcuffs were a fabrication. Joe Crowley, who was an asshole, I'm not saying he wasn't an asshole. He was a Democrat establishment Clintonite asshole who, like many of those Congress people, after years and years and years of being in Congress, they get fat. They become fat cats. They feel they don't have to campaign anymore. And I give AOC total credit for seeing an opening, definitely for seeing an opening at the right time. But this whole idea, you know, of oh, I'm walking through my district. I, I pound the, I pound the pavement in my district. I'm such a hard worker. My, my campaign materials like Che Guevara. Actually, obviously, she hired a consultant. Now, I understand most political candidates with money, whether it's their own money or money they raise, hire a consultant. But she hired a consultant, obviously, and the Che Guevara like posters and the whole idea of, you know. Show your sneakers being messed up, showing how hard you pounded the pavement and did the real work that Joe Crowley didn't do. But, you know, this whole act of she was a bartender, she was just making it by and she couldn't even afford her rent in D.C. until she got her first check. Congress. You know, how do you think it's cheap to live in Queens? And she was living in a pretty fucking nice area of Queens. And of course, her family has money. She does not come from poverty. So a lot of this is just totally fabricated and made up. Most people would not be able to afford to live in Queens, especially being a bartender. Although bartenders in Queens can make very good money. So she wasn't this poor little thing, you know, who uh, pounded the pavement and got a job and finally was able to afford her DC rent. You know, it's a great story. It really is a wonderful story, right? A real person running for office, bartender, makes good, beats the fat cat Democrat, needs to get her first check in Congress before she can pay her first month's rent in D.C. It, it sounds so good. It's like a movie. Like a script was written. Like someone was hired to write a, a script. And everything about her since then has really proven this right. That this is exactly what she is. She is a, a political fabrication um, to look like an opposition to the Democratic establishment. Now, of course, she's not. She talked the talk about how horrible Nancy Pelosi was. And then she voted for Nancy Pelosi, right, to remain as the Speaker of the House at 80 years old. It's total bullshit. It's just like Bernie's total bullshit. The progressive movement in general is total bullshit. They just genuflex to the Democratic Party when time comes anyway. So being the fake fabrication she is, it all lines up. COVID was the COVID stuff was fake. The climate change stuff is fake. The handcuffs were fake. The performance art is fake. And it's not even good. Like I said, it's not even good performance art. I've seen, I've seen artists all the time who pretend to be in handcuffs. Actually, sometimes they use real handcuffs, which you didn't even think of doing. Um, well, it's much more realistic. It's much more realistic, but 
it's it's you can see she was smiling. It's almost as though, as I've said before, that these Democrats, these phonies, just flaunt how phony they are in your face. They simply flaunt how phony they are in your face. And knowing that the progressives, they'll, they'll back them anyway. They'll back them anyway. Decent shtick like AOC. When you build de Blasio, you don't have that. You're not a young, pretty woman who can get by being a phony and still make it. You know, Bill de Blasio, everyone can see exactly, everyone can see exactly what he was, which was a big, fat, blubbering phony. And so he couldn't, his presidential run lasted a day and a half, and his congressional run just lasted a day and a half because he did these internal polls, and they showed that people don't want him in politics anymore. Think about this. When it comes to president, of course, you have to appeal to the entire country, which he was never, ever going to come close to doing. Like Gavin Newsom won't come close to doing, although he has the young, slick, good-looking, supposedly, thing going for him that de Blasio didn't, which would get which would get you further. It only gets you so far, though. But Bill de Blasio couldn't even win. See, this is what Bill de Blasio thought. Okay, I can't win for president. Remember we talked about governor? He talked about governor. Wait a minute. After his last term as mayor, he talked about governor, and that went away because he knew he couldn't appeal to New York State. Right? He couldn't appeal to the whole state. So then he thought, okay, all right, I know I'll appeal to my district where a lot of people know me, where I've lived all this time, where I'm supposedly liked and have friends and connections. Nope. Even in his own district, which I should take out the word district, even in his own neighborhood. Because remember how if you're not living in New York City, you don't realize. Like I, I ran for Congress in Arizona, and one district is 500 miles. One district, one rural district is two-thirds of the state of Arizona. Now, when you're Nancy Pelosi, your district is the city of San Francisco. When when you're uh, in Congress in New York, your your district is dense. So he comes from a very dense, dense district of probably not many blocks. And even in his localized area, his dense localized area, where every freaking person knew who he was, many of them personally, they said, no, we don't want you in Congress. Think of how bad that is. Think of how embarrassing that is. So it's he doesn't have even with eight what AOC has. And I guess the girlishy charm, I, I can't stand her squeaky girlishy voice, but to a lot of people that's like cute. To a lot of people that's like it's appealing. They're like, oh look at this cute little girl who made it, right? And so she has that going for her. And of course, they like the word potential. Oh, potential. I mean, she'll finally be old enough to run for president in 2024. She's that young. She has such potential, like she's an athlete, you know. So she has that going for her and she uses it. Once again, she is like all of these people, uh, a snake oil salesman, a fake, a phony, a fraud. But she knows how to play it. I I do have to give her some credit for that because so many of them don't know how to play it. And she's gotten very popular. She's gotten a lot of press doing nothing, basically. She's gotten nothing accomplished. She's gotten no legislation passed. She complains the Democrat, you know, she'll complain about Joe Manchin, right? And she'll suck up to Bernie Sanders and she'll complain about Kirsten Cinema. But she gets nothing accomplished. Anything accomplished. She complains a lot. She talks a lot. That's it. She tweets a lot. She Instagrams a lot. And believe me, that's all part of her training by the person she she had hired when she was running for Congress, a consultant. Do this. Do this stuff. This is what you have to do. Get on Instagram. Appeal to the young people. Appeal to the young people. And that'll get you pretty far. And people who are tired of Democratic establishment. And I, you know, I was one of them. I was one. Of them. I was happy to see her beat Joe Crowley because Joe Crowley, like I said, was this establishment Democrat guy who'd been in Congress for so long and thought everything was owed to him. Everything was owed to him, and he can just win re-election simply by running, putting his name on the ballot. And that does work 99% of the time. But it didn't work this 1% of the time because of the perfect dynamic, the perfect storm, political storm, that was going on with the, with the progressives and Bernie and the, uh, the young people and hating the, the, the Democratic establishment, right, the Pelosiites. And so she snuck in. 
But she snuck in with that going for her, and she's done nothing with that since. Like I said, complains a lot, curses Pelosi, and then votes for her anyway. All right? So she'll complain a lot, curse the Democratic establishment, then vote with them anyway. So she is a phony. She is the typical phony. And she was created by herself and others as this phony um, enemy of the Democratic establishment, right? This opposition, if you will, to the Democratic establishment. And that's what she carries through. She's very, once again, I give her credit, she's very consistent with that. She's a political, a total political fabrication phony, but she's very consistent with that all the way through. But once again, she knows, as most politicians know, she learned this very early, that most voters don't look at record. They don't say, okay, let's look at my, my, um, my congressperson. What have they done? Okay, what legislation have they sponsored? What have they passed? They don't look at that stuff. They don't. They just say, oh, she talks good. She talks good. I like the way she talks. Like I spoke about yesterday with John Fetterman. You talk about Medicare for all. You talk about a $95 minimum wage. People go, oh, he talked. I like I liked that stuff. Will it ever pass? Will it ever happen? No, no, no. Of course not. So it's easy to talk about, right? I could do that. I could run. I'm from New York. I live in San Francisco now. So I could stay in San Francisco and run there, go back to New York as a, as a born and bred New Yorker. And go to a district with this Democratic establishment person running, and I can do all that too. I can do that song and dance myself. I can say, oh, Medicare for all for everyone, $25 minimum wage, Green New Deal, get rid of cars, screw the gas. Isn't that great? See how it sounds to those people? And they'd vote for me. They would vote for me. And I would know that I'm not going to get any of that passed in my lifetime. Any of that passed. I'm going to complain a lot. I'm going to talk a lot. I'll open up an Instagram account. I'll do videos complaining. I'll say, look at how evil they are. You have to help me fight these evil Democrats and Republicans. And I'd win, and I'd win, and I'd win. And she will win and win and win. She's not going to get beaten. So this is, this is what politics are right now. This is where politics are right now. This is why you can't, I can't believe these people on anything. So when these people tell me wear masks, I do the opposite. When these people tell me get the vaccines and boosters, I do the opposite. When these people tell me there's climate change, I believe the opposite. And that's just the way it's going to be. That's just the way it has to be. Because they've lied and they've deceived so many times. And they've rung these alarm bells and hysteria bells and fear and hysteria. Fear and hysteria over COVID. Fear and hysteria over monkeypox. Fear and hysteria over climate change. Instead of simply looking at the facts and the evidence and saying, okay, this is where we really are. This is the real situation, but it doesn't fit their narrative. And if, something, if they find out something, if they dare to even look at it and try to find something that doesn't fit their narrative, they, don't, they, they dismiss it. They, don't, they, they act as though it doesn't exist or that Trump made it up. Right? So this is where we are right now. This is where we are. And I don't think they understand how many people they've lost. How many people they've lost. Whether I was, whether being pro-choice or big on climate change and the Al Gore stuff. And now realizing, once again, as I mentioned yesterday, that I had been and many other people have been hoodwinked. That this is simply just narrative thrust. It's all about a certain narrative they have. Right, which is like you know, gas and electric companies are evil, blah 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 blah, you know. But once again, even all that is 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 hypocrisy because how many years were the Democrat, were the progressives especially, telling us big pharma was evil, big pharma was sinister, and now they go on Twitter and they tweet things like, "Thank God I got the twenty-seven jabs and I've taken eighteen uh, tests for COVID and I got my whatever it is that drug you take now when you get it." So basically, they're drug pushers, they're legal drug pushers. Like J.D. J.P. Pritzker, Pritzker, who just said, "Thank you for the." I've just got COVID. And she, he didn't write the part because I'm 500 pounds. That he didn't. He left out that part and what other problems he must have. But he said, "Thanks the vaccines," and he thanked this drug he's taking. I mean, like a, like a drug pusher. He just simply pushed drugs, like Fauci. Like Fauci pushed the deadly AZT, and Fauci has pushed worthless tests, COVID tests, and Fauci has pushed shit vaccines. Fauci is a drug dealer. He 
He's a legal drug dealer, although I don't think it's legal. In fact, I think just like any other drug dealer, Fauci should be pushed to the ground, handcuffed with real handcuffs, not AOC fake handcuffs, and thrown in the fucking jail. That's what should happen to Fauci. Because he's been, he's 80 years old, whatever he is, 81, and he's been a drug pusher his entire professional life. He's been like a drug pusher for four to five decades now. That's all he's done, Fauci, is push drugs and be a quote-unquote legal drug dealer. But I would arrest him anyway and put him through the court system. Because I believe what he's done is not only illegal, I think it's incredibly, incredibly sinister, incredibly evil. Okay, his whole career has been the drugs he's pushed has have killed people just like a drug dealer, just like a drug dealer that deals heroin and crack and meth and fentanyl, which kills people. Fauci has pushed drugs like AZT. That has killed people and these vaccines that have harmed and killed people and these now these therapeutics, which make you sicker than COVID does. As what happened to Fauci, who claims he used his own drugs. Sometimes drug dealers do use their own drugs. I think Fauci may have very well have been lying about that, just like I think he's lied about getting any of the boosters because he knows it's shit. But he pushes it. A drug, most drug dealers, they, the drugs they push, they know are horrible, right? So many of them don't take their own drug because they know they're going to die from it. But they push it on people knowing it's going to kill people. And that's exactly what Fauci's done with AZT. And now with these vaccines and these therapeutics, he pushes drugs that he knows will harm and kill people that have killed people. We know that AZT killed people, and now we know the vaccines are killing people and making people sick and giving kids myocarditis. And doctors who have said they've never seen myocarditis in their entire career, talking doctors at 40, 45, 50 years old, saying they've never seen a case of myocarditis and now seeing tens of cases each. So we know he's pushing drugs that hurt kids, just like drug dealers push drugs that hurt and ki kill kids. Fauci pushes drugs that hurt and kill kids, just like he pushed a drug that killed thousands of gay men. This is what he's done. This is why I'm very serious. I'm not making this up. I'm not doing this to get hits or ratings or hyperbole. He should be pushed to the ground like a cheap drug dealer, handcuffed and thrown in jail. That's what I believe. Dia, you're on the show. What do you believe? Dia, are you there? I think you have to unmute yourself because I've unmuted you on my end. Okay, let's try it again with Dia. Okay, you there, Dia? Hello. Okay, I think I'll leave out. How to unmute your microphone. And because I can't do it from my end, you have to do it from your end. Let's see here. Zia, you there? Okay, well, we'll leave you there and hopefully you'll be able to get on. But this is what I believe I believe he is a cheap drug dealer. And he deserves to go to jail. Not be able just to retire when he wants to retire. The man wants to retire at the end of Biden's term because he knows. He knows that if it's a disaster, he's toast. So it's not like he's, he's not like he's doing anything great by uh, retiring at 85 years old at the end of Biden's term. He knows there's nowhere to go after that. He knows he'll be useless. He knows the next president's not going to want him. He knows the next president's going to be done with COVID, so they'll, therefore they'll be done with him. Okay? So this idea, though, that everything is an emergency. Everything is, everything must, there's a state of emergency for everything. California is still in a state of emergency two and a half years later. Two and a half years later. And, and Gavin Newsom does this bullshit act about why we're still in a state of emergency. Once again, blaming everyone but himself. When it's up to him, he can declare it and he can let it go. And he claims the legislature is doing something where he can't let it go. He's full of crap. He's full of crap. We found out today more information about Barbara Farrar, the health czar, the zombie, walking zombie in L.A., that she's fabricating numbers, that 90 percent of the people she says are in the hospitals for COVID and not in the hospital for COVID. But she's using those numbers to bring back the mass mandates because she loves control because she's a sick person. She's a sick individual who's obsessed with control. 
So when you have one party who's obsessed with control, it's obvious there's one party right now. Forget about the past or the possible future. There's one party right now that is obsessed with controlling people, whether it's on COVID or climate change or guns or what have you. And that is the Democratic Party. And there's been one dictator. There's been one dictator of the last two presidents, and it's not Trump. People, this is how simplistic, shallow the left is. They consider Trump a dictator because of the way he spoke. Right? You remember Hitler? He spoke. And so Trump spoke like that. So they consider him a dictator simply based on his speaking style. You can't be a dictator based on your speaking style. I can talk any way I want. Let's say I, I talk like Trump sometimes. I'm very plain spoken. I have, not, I have no power over people, so I can't be a fucking dictator. And Trump never did anything that Biden's doing. Never closed schools, right? He didn't force masks on people. He didn't do vaccine passports. He didn't do vaccine mandates. Of course, Biden said he wouldn't do it, and he did. He didn't do any of that stuff. He's not talking about a state of emergency. He's, he, wasn't, he didn't call a state of emergency on climate change. So you, so you can, he can control how much air conditioning you use, how much heat you use, how much gas you use, how much gas you buy. You don't do any of this stuff that controls lives. On. Dia, I think you're there. You're on. Hey, Hello? You. You're on. There? What's up? Listen. Hey, sweetheart. You know what? I have a property manager here with me. Yes. And I've been trying to call in all night. I have a property manager here with me that she wants to tell you what's really going on in San Francisco. Okay. All right. Here she is. Here she is. Oh, hello. Hey, what's your name? Oh, I don't give that out. Give a fake first name. I can can go by Super Elite. That's a good name. Go ahead. I'm not the elite. I'm. We are the super elite. You're the super elite. You're the elite of the elite. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know what? Our connection is not so good. I can't hear you so well. So say that one more time, please. So what? You're 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 a property manager. Yes. Uh huh. Twenty two years. August first. So what's going on in San Francisco with real estate and such? I would say the weather. What do you mean? The weather is much better here in San Francisco. Was that the question, what brought me here? No, no, no. What's going on with real estate? Oh, that just fell into my lap. And I actually wasn't looking to do it. And uh, someone said, oh, yeah, you can do it. And I figured, well, okay, I'll try it. And if I don't like it, I'll quit in a month. And here I am, 22 years later. Working 10-hour day shifts, seeing the dot-com era where 25 people show up for a showing to nobody shows up to prices as high as they can be to now prices as low as they can be, like you name it. Now, All I, types of people. I, I just I just heard that London Breed, I heard in San Francisco, they're now going to open up a building. I believe, is it 710 Post? I think London Breed said 710 Post, which is basically, you know, Lower Knob Hill. It's not exactly a tenderloin. It's Lower Knob or Hill. Was it, or was it 711 Post or 733 well, Post? Something like that. Right, where, where it's going to be basically a, an apartment building where they're going to put 300 apartments for homeless people, right? And And they showed... These apartments, and they're better than most people who pay five thousand a month. They're beautiful. They're right. like brand new apartments, and you know what? These people that they're going to get in there are going to just trash it. You've heard the stories about the hotels during COVID. Yes, I know. I know. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah, I know. And and that's what people on Twitter actually in London Breed's Twitter feed. That's what people are saying. Well, that'll be gone in a month after it burns down. You know, right. Let's and, take the before and after photos. I've heard that, too. We just right. don't quite understand that. You know, they want to give, give, give to people who can't give back. Well, and, and my my question is, maybe you can answer this, maybe you can't. Are there any programs that come along with that? Do you go into a work program? Do you go into a, a rehabilitation program, a treatment program if you're a drug addict? Do you go into a program that helps you live life again and get back on your feet? Or... Is it basically just, here's your apartment, here's the keys, good luck? Well, don't you sound, that just sounds like common sense, right? Right. But I've never heard that. 
I have I have not studied it because I'm too busy working so I can pay my bills. You know, I work three jobs. Right. And that's how I was brought up. You work. If you want to eat, you work. I don't I wouldn't want to have handouts. Well, and like I said, it's it kind of tells other people in San Francisco who are working two or three jobs to pay their five, six thousand dollar rent. Too bad, you know, you're you're too bad you work hard. You're not in other words. People will come to San Francisco. What London Bree doesn't seem to get, I think she gets it, but she doesn't care, is that a lot of people who are homeless in San Francisco aren't even from San Francisco. They come to San Francisco from other places because they hear that San Francisco is the place to get stuff. Well, right. Well, we all know that they're giving away money to everybody that's coming here. That's why they come here. Right. They get they get what is it? Six hundred something dollars and then food stamps like, you know, we've we've seen those videos and that's why they come here. You know, and I don't think they understand that a lot of homeless people simply like the freedom of being homeless. I mean, I know people who have talked to homeless people. And they've actually asked them about, you know, do you want to go here? Do you want to go there? And they say no, because even with the single room occupancies that they were given, a lot of those places had very strict rules, like, you know, 10 o'clock curfew, can't have any guests in. And these are people who are used to living in the freedom of the streets, of 24-hour freedom, of being able to see who they want. They have their own little family unit they've developed, and they don't want to be in a place where they feel like they're imprisoned. So I don't think that the politicians in San Francisco or many places in this country really understand the dynamic of people who are homeless. Yes, there are absolutely, I'm sure, people who have been forced out because of evictions, although that's so rare in San Francisco because it's so hard to evict people. But there is a very large group of people that do not want to be confined to shelter. That is true. That is true. They get the option. Those living in tents... They get the option. Do you want to go here? And if they say no, they can't force them. So they allow them to stay on the street. And when they stay on the street, they sleep all day and they party at night. And they just so happen to park their tents underneath tenants, residents, apartments. And sometimes it's underneath their bedroom window. And these people don't care. And they keep people up all night long who have to get to a job and work. And it's so frustrating for those that pay rent to live in a home and then to have somebody out on the street just raising hell, doing drugs, selling drugs, partying, fighting, you know, all of that. It's just mayhem here in San Francisco. It's it's people don't understand it. We'll see. I I, 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 I 100 percent agree with you and also you do yes what, well. are you still talking to mike is she still talking to you yes dia but i want to ask you something dia i need to ask you a question personally okay absolutely you, go ahead since i've been talking about what, what's your opinion of alexandria casio cortez oh my god you know what that woman is so unhinged and so well you know you're from the east coast the right. fact that she's a bartender from the bronx and the fact Queens, you know what? Queens, I, Queens, 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 Queens. Okay, so she's from Queens. Awesome. Um, I kind of feel like she has absolutely no idea what's going on in this world, and like I wish she would just sit down and make me a Manhattan. <laughs> no, seriously, like she really doesn't know what's going on. Yes. She went on an audition, don't you know? She and thousand other people went on to an audition, and they picked her. What she says is not really what's coming out of her mouth. She's reading a script, right? Don't that's you know? she's a she's a fabrication. She's totally made up. The whole she thing, is. yeah, the whole Mike, thing's a movie, Mike, right? Oh, it's a great, what Mike, a great movie. Mike, but yes, yes, Mike, sorry. I have to ask you because I've stepped away for many minutes. Uh-huh. Um, how are your conversations going with my friend here? Super elite. No, it's it's oh, great super because elite. she's I, super elite. Yes, it's great because I wanted to talk to her about you know that 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 homeless apartment that's going up at seven hundred you know around seven hundred Post Street in the oh Lower Mount Hill. You know what? On, on a private message, you should message her because you don't know who she is on Twitter, but you follow her, and she's pretty amazing, and she's trying to do it on the down low because everyone she works with low. is a complete libtard. And she is not. 
Oh, well, you'd be shocked. When you find out who the woman you're talking to right now, when you find out who she is, really, you're going to be like, holy fuck, I can't believe that's this girl. Oh, I see. So you're, you're like giving me a reason to come back to San Francisco. Is that what you're saying? Sweetheart, <laughs> I need you to come back to San Francisco so I can take you out for where an adult beverage. Where are you? Uh, right now, I'm in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Oh, Pittsburgh. Oh, great. Yes. Yes. Yes, right now I'm in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, not like Pittsburgh, California. No, he's in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. No, I'm not, not, Pittsburgh. not in Pittsburgh, Bay Point. No, I'm, I'm in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Let me tell you something. I'm, I, I really want to, I want to talk about this. I'm very, very impressed. I'm very impressed. I've been in, in New York, and you know, I've been in D.C., and now in Pittsburgh. And I'm very impressed that here in Pittsburgh, the mask wearing is almost nil compared to New York and Washington, D.C., and San Francisco. It's, I missed that. The what is what? I said the mask. What are you? What are you guys in a in a bar? In a what are you? Were you dancing? Well, we were in a bar. Now we are in a parklet. Oh, a parklet. Okay, we're in a parklet. You hey, know what the parklets are? People call me from the most exotic areas. <laughs> we are out in an parklet. Hey, Dia. We Dia, what are you gonna do parklet. next? Call me, Dia. What are you gonna do next? Call us Joe from an alleyway. Is that the next? I place? know. <laughs> well. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> no, what I was saying is, I'll repeat it again for those hard yes. of hearing. The mask wearing here in, Pitt, oh, in Pittsburgh is much lower, less than San Francisco, Washington, D.C. I'm sure. Yes. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Masks don't fucking work. They don't work. <laughs> Why do they wear them? Yeah. We've Why talked do about they it. wear them? Well, you know, there's something called mental disorders that people have. Yes. And, followers, uh, yeah, followers yeah. can't think for myself, can't do my own research. But let me tell you something, and super Miss Super Elite, who I will meet when I get back to San Francisco, and I'll say I can't believe uh -huh. who this is. Uh, uh, <laughs> the great thing about I think there's a good thing about mask wearing, especially now, two and a half years into this, is that you know who the assholes are right away. You can see them. They're not yeah, they're, right? the wimps. Yes. They're wimps. Yeah. They're exactly. afraid. Exactly. Yes. Guys, 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 let me go. But thank you for calling. I appreciate it. All right. You have a good night and we hope to meet you someday soon. We'll see you. Thanks. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye, -bye. Bye. All right. That was great. A little conference call there from a parklet in San Francisco. I can't believe. So. This never works, this thing. Okay. There you go. Um, but yeah. So. It, it, it's, it is getting to the point, and I was going to talk about that. They brought it up, but I was going to talk about that, that, that nice, I wouldn't call it luxury. It's not a luxury apartment building, but it's, it's, it's a nice apartment building that. Hold on. Now he's just talking. That, he, what? He said goodnight to you. This thing's not working. I'm hearing for some reason, hey, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Radio show. Hold on a second. But anyway, so it, it's basically apartment building where they're going to house homeless people. And it's in, let me tell you, when I first went to San Francisco, I was doing like the Airbnb thing. This is actually a great story. And I rented an Airbnb. It's on that block. Cause this is like seven, 10, whatever, seven thirty post. And I was on, I believe seven sixty or seven seventy post. And I rented, I rented a nice, it's a luxury. It was a luxury apartment building. I rented it from a month. And when I found out, when I met the guy who rented it, it was actually a guy who does video work for the uh, Golden State Warriors. He's like the video tape coach for the Golden State Warriors. This was like a, uh, maybe a month before, uh, a month before they won the, uh, a month or two before they won their first championship. And um, I rented an apartment from him because at the time he was moving from San Francisco <laughs> to Oakland. Uh, of course, then several years later, they moved from Oakland back to San Francisco. So I don't know what he's done, but I rent this really nice place. And it's on that same block that this homeless apartment building, it's not a shelter. It's going to be an apartment building. And they showed, you know, they showed the fit, the photos of the apartments and they're not big, but they're nice. They have all the creature comforts. But once again, what is the incentive to get people really back on their feet long-term. This is like enabling thing. This is like an enabling. It's like opening up centers where people can shoot up safely, whatever that means. It's not safe to shoot up. You die from shooting up. But what's the incentive? Is there like rehabilitation? Is there getting people back on their feet? Psychological? Is there, is there you know, mental health stuff? Is there, 
if they're addicted? Do they still get the apartment? Do they get treatment? None of this is talked about because you know what? It's not going to happen. They're just going to put people into a lottery, right? And put them in the building. That's it. That's it. And if they burn the building down, if they ruin the whole fucking place, they kill the whole neighborhood. If all the property values go down, it's people who are working their asses off, paying five, six thousand a month. If their if their neighborhood goes to shit, too bad. They don't understand. They're making the city more unlivable, not more livable, more unlivable. And this is happening in many cities. But San Francisco is the cream of the crop, which is why people are going there to do drugs. People are going there to be homeless. That's what's happening. You know, you get a guy like Fetterman, a schmuck like Fetterman complaining that Dr. Ross isn't really from Pennsylvania, but yet you have politicians in San Francisco. If you're not from San Francisco, if you've just gone to San Francisco to be homeless, they'll give you an apartment. doesn't matter if you're from there. It doesn't matter if you have roots there. It doesn't matter. Once again, this, this incredible Democrat hypocrisy, it's just it, it, total hypocrisy. It really is. And of course, the biggest hypocrite of all is the person I'm, you know, talking about the most today, which is uh, AOC. We got a comment. Establishment Democrats uh, are fake, progressive Democrats sobbing uncontrollably under their sheets. Oh, my God. Well, yes, we know. We know. We know. Of course, they're full of it. There's no doubt they're full of it. You know, so let's go to our uh, one of our regular callers. Daniel. Mike, yeah, does anyone does anyone call me from inside a building? Is everyone homeless? Is there anything? I think everyone that calls me is homeless because no one calls me from inside. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what do you hear right now? Do you do you hear Sutter Street? <laughs> Daniel, you would do. You know, you're you're almost homeless. You're hardly ever home. <laughs> that, that is true. I never thought of it that way. So, um, yeah, what kind of drug should I be doing? I'm not sure about that. Exactly. Yeah. What, what's yeah, 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 yeah. What, what's what's the safe part of of uh, of doing drugs in uh, these these safe areas? Is this the safe compared to? Oh well, look, the Democrats love these safe zones. Like it's like the the safe place to do drugs, right? The safe place to do something that's going to kill you, right? It's just like when they put up these signs saying "gun free zones." Like like criminals will say, "Oh, that sign is there. I can't come in." It's absolutely stupid yeah. to the point of it's hard to believe people actually believe this stuff foiled you know? again damn sign yeah damn sign these are people who don't even follow the no parking signs they're going to follow the gun free zone signs <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous it's so insane it's so insane yeah I, 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 tu- I tuned in a little late what would what, you start the show out with today catch me up <laughs> well I think and I want to repeat it that AOC is phony <laughs> Uh, but, you know, I know that's not a surprise, but, but it's, you know, the whole idea of like the, the, the phony handcuffs, the handcuffs that didn't exist, basically, behind her back, really epitomizes everything about her and the Democrats. And this whole thing, as I said, of they lied and lied and lied and everything was fear and hysteria and everything they said about COVID was a lie. And it makes me believe that everything they've said about climate change is also a lie. That, you know, that, just like, just like, been... just like, well, just just like when there was like, you know, five thousand, ten thousand people at Sturgis rally, and they said, "Oh, they're all going to die," and of course, none of them did. It's the same thing where people twenty years ago, thirty years ago, were saying, "By now, the world will be over." Yeah, a bunch of obese bi- uh, bikers should have been the first ones to check out, but um, yeah, they, they hung in there. Yeah, and, and so once again, because of all the lying for two and a half years of COVID. And all of the fear and hysteria over COVID, I have to believe they've been also, these same people have been lying about climate change and exaggerating. There's a good word, exaggerating it. Well, um, this is one of the problems that I have had from the very beginning with respect to the, the COVID business. And it, what I've stressed with my remaining Democrat friends, and that, and that is you, but by, but, I kept saying to them, you know, the truth matters. How can you be supporting this? You know that this is BS. And and many of them would outright say, oh, we got to get rid of Trump. This is during this is just as COVID was starting. Trump was still in office and they thought this was going to be their vehicle for getting rid of Trump. 
And I said, don't you understand the damage that you're going to be doing to science and the institution of science? And there are big problems that we have in this world that are going to need scientific and technological solutions. How are you going to convince people to adopt those solutions after you've done this? They're not. And so in the future, if they happen to say something, which is rare, that's true, it's simply the boy, the boy that wolf syndrome. No one is going to believe them. Yes. So it just made it really clear to me that those remaining Democratic friends of mine, and, um, like I said, I've been, I was a Democratic voter for 44 of my voting uh, year lives, my, my voting life years. And um, so of those remaining uh, Democrat friends, it just became really clear to me that they are simply not interested in solving any of the problems that they frequently talk about. They were just interested in this partisan game of getting rid of Trump. That's it. That's exactly the whole thing was to get rid of Trump. Yeah. Everything about that. And, and as, you've, as you've said a bazillion times, if Trump would have been gung-ho about masks and forcing people to get vaccines, they would have been screaming bodily autonomy from the rooftops. Instead, they took the exact opposite stance and at the same time, trying to, to fight the uh, onslaught of, uh, against Roe v. Wade that came from the Supreme Court. I mean, they, just, they can't make up their mind. The only thing that unifies their, um, lack of a better word, ideology is whatever Trump says, they take the opposite stance. Well, and not just that, but, you know, it, 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 obviously that's it. That's a big that's a big part of it. But now you have Kathy Hochul, the, the you know, the Wicked Witch of the East there. We have the Wicked Witch. I, I, I have to consider that Kathy Hochul, the governor of New York, is the Wicked Witch of the East. OK. And Barbara Farrar, the health star of L.A., is the Wicked Witch of the West. <laughs> <laughs> so we have both Wicked Witches. And the Wicked Witch of the East now says, we're now ready for school again. And since we're getting ready for school and kids going back to the classroom, we're going to have, you know, 50 million COVID tests ready to go. So they're going to be sticking these fucking Q-tips up kids' noses into their brains forever. These Democrats, these, these, these sinister fuckheads are going to be testing these kids forever and keeping COVID going forever and, and really create a, new, a whole generation of hypochondriacs, a whole yeah, generation of kids with obsessive-compulsive disorder. Yeah, the, the uh, Wicked Witch of the West and East are really doing a number on the lollipopkins, aren't they? Uh, oh, that's very good. Look at this is this is why you have to call in because you come up with things that I could never come up with. No, that's that's really <laughs> that's that's true though. But it, it, and it's it's I, I, I as I've told people, and I think Kathy Hochul and Barbara Farrar and London Breed and so on and so forth prove me right every day. We have a we have an election coming up in November. If you want COVID regulations and mandates and kids to be punished forever, you vote for Democrats. That's it's very simple. If you vote for Democrats, we're going to have COVID forever. Whether and who, even if it's not around anymore, we're going to have it because yeah. they cannot get rid of their control. Yeah, yeah, and who wouldn't want this to continue forever? You know, when you really think about it. Yeah, exactly. And if you, yeah, I'm sure there are plenty of parents who want who want Q-tips shoved into the kids' brains for the next 10 years, right? Exactly. I mean, yeah. it's, all, it's only going to keep us all safe. It's, it's so sad. It really is sad and depressing and sickening. And, you know, yeah. and then you, see, you see Pritzker, you know, pushing, drug, pushing vaccines and pushing therapeutics that don't work like a, like a fat drug dealer, like a fat, bloated drug dealer, which is what yeah. he is. And, and Fauci, the drug dealer, who should be pushed to the ground and handcuffed and thrown in jail for pushing deadly drugs like AZT. Yeah, I saw um, Ron Paul giving a, a Fauci a warning uh, today. Um, I would prefer that he doesn't give him any warnings at all. I prefer that uh, the, the, the day that uh, the Republicans take uh, control back of the uh, House and possibly Senate that they just subpoena the bastard and um, and put him under oath. And then when he inevitably dies, lock the son of a bitch up for good. Uh, that the fact that this person could have this much power in a democratic republic is just shows that there is something really, really, really fundamentally wrong in in our constitution. There's 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 a loophole that is allowing this to happen. Absolutely. Look who we have. We have Daniel, we have Dia, we have Angie, we have Tintin Bar and Derek's. We have kind of a, we're getting a full house today. We're getting a, nice. It's a good Wednesday night show. 
um, as, the, as, the, as the week builds. But what we're talking about, again, if you just joined in, is we're talking about the the uh, phoniness of AOC, you know, her fake arrest with her fake handcuffs. Those hands behind the back with no handcuffs was the most... Daniel, have you seen something more bizarre in your life? Uh, it's it's all performance politics, of course. Um, I'm I'm just wondering what Dea said. Is that, is that really true that um, that there was a audition for um, for, for AOC's uh, um, office? Is, did that really happen? <laughs> well, let's put it this way. As I said at the beginning of the show, I think she was a total phony fabrication to put there simply to be the progressive answer to the Democratic. You know, once again, it's all it's all like Fetterman and Sanders now. It's all words. It's all bullshit. There is nothing they do means anything. Nothing they want to do will ever get accomplished. They, especially AOC, she has not done anything in her time yet. She has not co-sponsored anything. She's not passed anything. She hasn't done anything but do TikTok and Instagram and these fake performance art arrests. That's all she's done. That's all she's done. Yeah, it's it's like it's like like we said, performance politics. Um, when it comes to uh, the damage that's been d- done to science as an institution, and I do think that uh, climate change, man-made uh, effects on on our climate, are uh, solid solid science, and right. and we really need to be doing something about this. The the fact that those that scream loudest seem to be contributing the most to the uh, have the largest carbon footprints. I mean, all my Democrat friends that scream and scream about, uh, well, what about climate change whenever an election comes up? They're they're taking six international flights a year, you know, unnecessary international flights a year, uh, huge carbon footprint. Um, And they're screaming at at a a poor white uh, conservative voters to... uh, uh, um, you know, get on the climate wagon when those cons- poor conservative whites are, you know, they're hoofing it. Yeah, uh, you know, absolutely. There's, there's no doubt about it. But if you think about the whole AOC audition thing, it makes perfect sense because why wouldn't Pelosi want AOC there? She would want her there because she satisfies the progressive base. You see, someone like the AOC satisfies the progressive base. While Democrat, uh, Democrats can still get away with everything, you see, but it, it placates. It, someone like AOC placates the progressive left because she's there and she has a little clan of five or six. But Pelosi knows that she and the established Democrats still have all the power, but yet that group is there to placate the progressives and make it look like there's a real progressive push. When there's no progressive push, when it's total phoniness, so it makes well, perfect. Per, it makes perfect. Whether sense you call it, pro- yeah, yeah. Whether you call it progressive or not, whatever it is, it's not liberal anymore. It's, it's just that, as I keep saying, and many illiberal, others say, illiberal, it's, it's illiberal. illiberal, and um, it seems to be coming both the um, what you might call the more traditional part of the Democratic Party and the progressive part of the party. They're all in love with this. Uh, totalitarian state that they're trying to, com- to to create in in which they try to control speech at, at, at really fundamental levels um they try to control speech on the internet and through social media they try to control our our, our bodily autonomy they control what we're wearing on our faces um i mean it is just control 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 and it's it's not just coming from the progressives. It's coming from the entire Democratic Party. Well, but that's part of this whole thing that's going now with climate change, where the Democrats are urging urging Biden to to do what you know what he did with we did with COVID and what Newsom did with COVID, which is declare a state of emergency so he can be the dictator in chief and say uh, air conditioning off at eight, uh, you know heat that's, off yeah. at seven, yeah. And that's right. the last thing that you want to do. If you, if you want a public to participate in, in, in changing behavior on a long-term basis, you educate them. That's right. the only way you ever – I mean, that's, that was the solution for the, the so-called uh, COVID pandemic. That was the solution there. It's the solution here, too. Start forcing people. People are going to push back. Right. And, and, and these are the these – the, okay. Um, Daniel, thanks. I appreciate yep, yep. the call. Good night. All right. I just, I, just want, I just want to get through a few more things here. Um, and by the way, Angie, who was on, said she's drunk. 
And she can't. <laughs> Why is everyone? If it was this a Wednesday night of drinking? Okay, anyway, so Angie said she wasn't qualified to talk right now. Okay, well, I should have a drunk night where I just open it up to everyone who's drunk. Maybe do it like at 3, 4 in the morning. Everyone that's drunk can call in and just curse liberals as much as they want, as much as I do. And I, I'm sober. Uh, Kathy Hochul said, when students return to New York's classrooms, we want to make sure kids are safe and protected. We're developing a comprehensive return to school strategy, including distributing 3 million test kits for schools to distribute before the school year begins. Oh, Oh, I'm so glad to be going back to school and getting my COVID test kit, this Wicked Witch of the East. Uh, By the way, you can beat the Wicked Witch of the East. You can make her melt, not by throwing water on her, not such a bad idea, but by voting for Lee Zeldin, Representative Lee Zeldin, who's running against her, you know, uh, for, for, for governor. You can vote for a Republican and actually make sure, I know it's tough, I know it's really tough for some people. But you can vote for the person with the R next to their name, Lee Zeldin, and make sure your kids don't get swabs shoved up their nose in order to go to school. But that's up to you, New Yorkers. That's up to you. Or you can want your kids to get swab, you know, their brain matter swabbed every day for at least the next four years while, while Kathy Hochul's governor. So that's up to you. Or you can vote for Lee Zeldin and not have your kids brain matter uh, you know, touched every day. It's ridiculous. Vote for Lee Zeldin. Stop that. Stop this crap. Really? Starbucks is closing 16 stores due to crime. I want someone out there to guess how many of those stores are in red states. I'm going to do the, I'm going to do the, um, Jeopardy. Anybody know? Okay. I'll give you the answer. Zero. None of the stores in red states. They're all in blue states. That's 16 and counting, of course. There'll be more to come. All closing in blue states. And, and Starbucks is saying they're admitting it's crime. Meaning they're being robbed and looted and probably broken into after night and the glass broken and all that nonsense. Ian Miller, the great Ian Miller of the great book Unmasked, writes, New Zealand has set a new high. New Zealand, by the way. Remember New Zealand? Like lockdown 27? Has set a new high in COVID deaths and currently has one of the highest death rates in the world, despite a continued mask mandate and exceptionally high vax and booster rates and multiple lockdowns. I wonder why this isn't getting more media coverage. Hmm, I wonder why. Why is that not getting media coverage? I won't do the Jeopardy theme song, because I think you all know. I think you all know why. That's not getting more coverage. (sighs) Oh, Adam Creighton, by the way, in The Australian, writes... Uh, when expert invite here, he wrote a fantastic piece about just how wrong Fauci has been, as I have said many times, not only throughout COVID, but his career, i.e. AIDS. As Adam notes, the most concerning aspect of the whole debacle is Americans' blind reliance on this quote-unquote authority figure. And it's entitled, When Expert Advice Fails, Please Get a Second Opinion. That's the Australian.com. You can get the Australian.com.au. And that's Adam Creighton. And he wrote all about the drug dealer who should be imprisoned, Fauci. Yeah, so, yeah, as Eli Klein says, who owns Eli Klein Gallery in New York, who never asked for uh, masks or vaccines to get in. This is so fucked up. Democrats won't stop messing with kids, talking about Kathy Hochul. They're restricting kids under the guise of keeping them safe and protected and have been for years. Stop testing healthy kids. We don't need a comprehensive return to school strategy for kids. For COVID, we need normalcy, and kids especially need normalcy. And Ron DeSantis, this is more. A lot's going on. We'll talk more about this stuff tomorrow. Uh, let's see. Justin Hart writes, the CDC just released more data on COVID-19 policies by county. How did stay-at-home orders work? Well, they didn't. So if you look at the graph, the red graph shows the mandated stay-at-home orders, green, no mandates, and uh, COVID was higher with the uh, stay-at-home order places. Uh, Marty McCarry, immune function among vaccinated individuals eight months after the administration of two doses of COVID vaccine was lower than among the unvaccinated. According to European Med Agency, frequent booster shots could adversely affect the immune response. What do you know? Putting all this poison into your body over and over again, like after every four weeks, that kills your immune system. It makes you more susceptible to like COVID and the flu and colds and everything else that might come down the line. Who would have thunk it? What happened? 
Ron DeSantis, hopefully the next president of the United States. Forced masking is back in California and San Diego. We know that there. LA is bringing back the mask mandate for everyone indoors. San Diego right now bringing back mask mandate for kids in schools. Leftist states cannot help themselves. They are philosophically addicted to mandates and restrictions. In Florida, we know what freedom looks like, and this isn't it. We'll never allow the left to seize power and impose mandates on Floridians. Ron, the entire country needs you, Ron, not just Florida. Florida is 21 million people. 330 million people need you. I'm hoping he's listening. Okay. And yes, yeah, so that's what's happening here. I mean, it's like it's never ending. It's never ending. This COVID crap, as long as the Democrats are in control of anything, federal level, state level, city level, county level, it's not going to end. They all need to go. Oh, well, look at this. We've got a full hour today. If anyone else wants to call in, I'm doing a last call. Because we're, where, where are we here? Midnight, Eastern time. I'm doing the last call for call-ins. Yeah, anyone has anything to say? You can even be drunk if you want to be drunk. If you're drunk and you want to call in, you can call in. If not, I'm going going once, going twice. Why is everyone so shy? Everyone's so shy. I know Dia's not shy, but hopefully she'll call in again tomorrow and we can talk more about all this stuff and all, everything that's going to happen between now and tomorrow, which we know will be a lot more crap. Okay, anyway, this has been and Let's Be Heard. My name is Mike Cachopoli, all right? <laughs> and remember, always remember, vote, uh, yeah, vote Democrats out of office. Vote them out now. Thanks for listening, and I will see you tomorrow. <laughs>